Blessings, Kingdom family. I pray all is well with everyone. Shalom, shalom. And coming back to you today with a new episode. <laughs> Before I get into it, just you know, a quick sidebar. Before I got this word, I was thinking to myself, well, I was saying to the Lord, like, gosh. I seem to have uh, be the one that's getting a lot of these kind of cutting words. <laughs> but when Yah speaks, I listen and I just have to be obedient. So I pray that you all bear with me as I get into this word. Um, the main title of this episode is called Pride Goes Before Destruction. And if I had to give it a subtitle, I would call it High Value Men and Women of Yah Remove the Spirit of Haughtiness. Okay. Two scriptures I want to begin with. Um, that's sort of the pretext for the word. Proverbs 16 and 18, and this is a well-known verse of scripture. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And also Proverbs 18 and verse 12. Before his downfall, a man's heart is proud, but humility comes before honor. Okay. So how this word came to me. So I would say for the, the the past two months, the Lord has had me in the book of Daniel. Uh, sort of reading it slowly, you know, chewing on it, you know, mulling over the verses and gleaning from the book of Daniel. Because the book of Daniel, although it be, a, you know, a small book, it's chalk full of a lot of nuggets and jewels that you can glean from it. One particular part of it that really the Lord was highlighting to me was uh, Daniel chapters three and four, specifically the account of Nebuchadnezzar. And I was thinking to myself, like, Lord, you know, you have me studying this you know, what is it exactly that you're trying to say? And I just began to feel the Father's heart. And it was one of heartbreak. And, you know, almost like sorrowful. And, I, you know, I kept pressing him. I'm like, well, Lord, what, what is it? You know, are you trying to say that you know, your your people are going to go through this. And the answer came pretty quick. In, in essence, he said, yes. And specifically what I'm speaking about is if you go to Daniel 
and you read chapters three and four, those of you who are seasoned saints, you know the story well. Um, Nebuchadnezzar was a wicked king, a heathen king that was uh, basically had had captured Israel. Okay, Israel was in captivity, and he for lack of a better word, was a megalomaniac. He was, in modern day terms, what you would deem a person that suffers from a narcissistic personality disorder. <laughs> Honestly, um, according to uh, the Unabridged Dictionary published by uh, Random House, the definition of narcissistic personality disorder is uh, a person characterized by extreme self-centeredness and self-absorption, fantasies involving unrealistic goals, and an excessive need for attention and admiration, and disturbed interpersonal relationships. So, I'm not going to read the whole Nebuchadnezzar story for you, but I'll give you the cliff notes. So, basically, what's happening in chapter 3 he erected a golden image of himself for people to worship because he just thought he was all that in a bag of chips, okay? Uh, we all know the story about the three Hebrew boys, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They refused to bow down. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar got super mad, uh, requested that his uh, guards throw them into the fire, they were, they were, before they were thrown in the fire, they was like, let it be known. We'll never worship you because you are not God. We serve the true and living God. So they, they put that out there. Then as you know, of course, they were thrown in the fire, but they didn't get burnt. They didn't die. As a matter of fact, there was a fourth man in the fire who Nebuchadnezzar said was likened unto the son of man, which we know is Yahushua or Christ. He was with them in the fire. And when, you know, he basically witnessed this miracle, he demanded that they come out. And then he gave thanks. And he said, you know, basically like, wow, you both, you're right. You, you're, you, th the three of you rather really do serve the true and living God. But by that time, I believe it was too little too late because when you read in chapter four, he ended up having a troubling vision and he couldn't understand what it was about. So, of course, Daniel being uh, an expert in dream and vision interpretation, he summoned him and Daniel gave him the rundown of what his vision was about. And he basically said, uh, you're about to be cut down and judged by Yah. Um but you're not going to be totally destroyed because part of that vision was, it was saying cut down the tree, but leave the stump and the roots. And so basically um, Abba was saying, you know, you're only going to be restored after you, after I've humbled you, I'm going to make you lose your mind for seven years you're going to roam about the earth like an, a beast, like an animal. 
and then you will come back to your right mind. Then when you do, then you will know that I am Elohim or God and there is none other. And wouldn't you know, (laughs) that's exactly what happened. It played out exactly that way. So basically what I gleaned from that was, and I felt like father was saying, he is testing the heart. He's examining the heart posture of his people in this hour right now. Um, It kind of reminds me of the verse of scripture Uh, And I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, I weighed you in the balance and you were found wanting is one of those type of things. And, you know, this is a warning to God's people, to the people of Yah today, that um, just like Romans 12 and 3 says that we should not think of ourselves more highly than we ought, but to have sound judgment as Yah has allotted to each of us a measure of faith, that's the way our mindset should be and how we should function and operate regardless of the level of success and accomplishment and achievement we have achieved. Um, Because anything outside of humility puts you in danger okay we are to walk humbly before yah why because the scripture clearly says yah resists the proud but he exalts the humble now when we look at the definition of humble cuz some people need it well you know they're asking well what is humility Proverbs 22 and 4 says, the reward of humility, that is having a realistic view of one's importance and the reverent and worshipful, worshipful, excuse me, fear of the Lord is riches, honor, and life. So humility is having a realistic view of your importance. You know, again, we should not think of ourselves more highly than what we ought. Okay. Um, We know that we will be judged for every idle word spoken. We will be judged on how we treat people and deal with people. And we will be judged by what we do with what the Father has given us. That's like the parable of talents. So I use the term high value men and women because that's a new little catchy catchphrase that a lot of social media influencers, male and female, are using these days. And not just the worldly ones, but even in the kingdom as well. Um to describe a person who has achieved a certain level of success. Um, But the problem is, is that not saying all, but too many 
uh, of these high value men and women, especially in the world. Now I'm not speaking to the saints right now. I'm just speaking about worldly people. Um, they, <laughs> they basically for, for, I hate to say it, but a lot of them are narcissists. They are. Um, because the truth of the matter is, is that money gives a person options. And when money gives you options, it jades, it, it blurs your view of people and seeing people from a perspective of that's a human person and I should treat them with respect. I don't have to like them. I don't have to uh, agree with them, but I can respect them and treat them with respect. And so you have a lot of those type of people that um, they treat people as if they're disposable. And I think a lot of that has to come, be, you know, comes from, you know, successful people in the world. They live by the golden rule of capitalism, which is he who has the gold rules. <laughs> and, um, you know basically that was Nebuchadnezzar's problem. You know, he had wealth, he had substance, he had land, he had these, uh, uh, Israelite slaves. And he just thought he was the man. And he was like, well, I'm going to erect this golden image of myself and I'm going to make people bow down and worship it. Big mistake, big mistake. Men and women of God. And now I'm speaking to the righteous folk. If this is you, repent, repent. I don't care if it's your assistant, if it's your subordinates um, in, in your company. I don't care if it's your, your, your friends or your family members. If you are not treating people with respect, if you are not following Christ's example and being a servant leader, you are wrong as two left shoes. Repent. Now. Because we are in a time, a time crunch, and time is running out. And Father is saying right now, my people must examine their hearts before me. Got a lot of saints that have a lot of pride and bitterness and resentment and haughtiness in their heart and they don't understand why things are not going well for them. They don't understand why they feel like they're being punished, you know, and it's because you are not walking in a spirit of humility. If anything, if you're going to boast in anything, it should be boasting of the Lord and his goodness and testifying to his goodness and what he has done. Because truly, if you reverence him and you worship him as first it won't be hard to misconstrue these things. It, 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 excuse me, it will be hard to misconstrue these things because 
you have the proper heart posture. Okay. And I know this may be hard for some of you to understand and to bear because it's counterintuitive to the flesh nature, to the fallen nature. But remember that you are called to be Yahushua, Jesus's disciple. Everything that you learned from the world and according to its system is the opposite of Yah's ways and truths. Remember, he says his waves are his ways are above our ways and his thoughts are above our thoughts. And, you know, I'm reminded of Apostle Paul. You know, that's why he said I die daily. It's not I that live, but Christ in me that live. Okay. And there are all kinds of, of biblical examples of high value men in the word who were counted righteous. Abraham, father Abraham is one, a big one. He was a man of great wealth and sustenance and he was righteous. When you look at when it came time for him and Lot to separate, he let Lot choose first which side you know, which part of the land to take. Okay, we're talking about a man who didn't even uh, think not to sacrifice his one and only son. He offered him up. He was, of course, an archetype of Christ. The, he was, he was, uh, that was a foreshadowing of Christ, I should say. That event where, you know, they went to the mount and... He was about to sacrifice him and father was like, now I know I can trust you because there's nothing that you will withhold from me. And now I'm about to immensely bless you. And that's what the Lord is saying right now. He's saying, yes, you are my treasured gem. You are my treasured jewel. But don't, don't get puffed up when I begin to bless you. When I begin to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you may not have room enough to receive it, do not get puffed up. Don't let your head, it's an old song, old R&B song, like don't let it go to your head. No. <laughs> yeah, that. Don't let it go to your head. Seriously. Because that is a trick of the enemy. That's one of the ways that he gets people to fall, to get into sin, into iniquity every day. Pride. Okay. So when you're a child of the Most High, your mindset, the way you live, and the way you treat people must be with a spirit of humility. Not saying that you are to be a doormat and you're to let people treat you any kind of way and walk all over you. But you to you to see people the way that the father sees them. As somebody who is a soul that is well, if, you know, the person, if you're dealing with, if they lost, they lost, you know, he looks at them as a lost sheep. 
if they're if they're saved, then that's your brother or your sister in Christ. Now, not saying that you know you have you you should keep toxic people around you. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is be mindful of how you deal with people because. The Bible says we'll be judged for every idle word spoken. So if we're being judged for every word, I guarantee you we are being judged by how we treat people. Okay. And the last little point I want to touch on is the purpose of your wealth is not just to bless you and expand you. I mean, that's great. That's one of the perks of the Father blessing you, obviously. But when you're a child of the Most High, your wealth is granted unto you for kingdom purposes. The Bible says, store up, the Lord says, store up your treasure in heaven where moth and canker worm cannot eat, can't eat it. I mean, we think about the parable of, of the the telling of the 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 young rich man. You know, when he came to the Lord and he was like, "Lord, you know, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. I followed the the Torah, the commandments from my youth. Um, what else do I need to do?" And the Lord says, "Sell everything you have and follow me." And the young man was sad. And he walked away from the Lord. First of all, let's just unpack that. Could you imagine talking to Jesus, Yahusha, and you say, well, Lord, I've done this, 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 and this. And he says, well, I need you to do this. I need you to sacrifice and follow me. Put it all aside. Lay it all down. And I, I could, man, I couldn't even fix my lips to say no and to walk away. But, you know, of course, we're talking about a time where they didn't know that it wasn't revealed unto everyone who Yahusha Christ really was. So it... I, I, I'm pretty sure if he had been given a revelation of who he was, he would have complied. <laughs> but anyway, um, your wealth is for kingdom purposes, for you to accomplish and fulfill your destiny upon the earth and to bless others and to do kingdom exploits. You are to be seeking the father first, Matthew 6 and 33. Uh, you, you're to ask him if there's anything he wants he wants you to do you know this is putting him first this is reverencing him as the most high and putting him in his rightful place just like matthew 6 33 says seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you when you put him first he'll 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 take care of the rest You see, it's not your job to make yourself a king or a queen. He, he, he says you are 
a chosen people, a holy nation, kings and priests unto Elohim. He makes you a king. He makes you a queen. Okay. So don't make that mistake of being, allowing, you know, success and the trinkets and trappings and the accoutrement of this world to get you stuck and get you in a position where you are off the narrow path and you are in danger of Yah's judgment. And for those of you who says, oh, the righteous are not appointed unto wrath. Yeah, the key word there is righteous and right standing. When you're walking and in, in operating from a spirit of pride, you're not in right standing. Okay. So I hope this wasn't too harsh for you, but hey, we all need that gut check from time to time. You know, none of us is immune to sin. We fight against it every day. You know, like uh, Ephesians said, Ephesians 6 and 10 through 18, it says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, the enemy, he is the purveyor of pride. He puts the thoughts and the imaginations into our minds that fuel that attitude, that fuel that wrong behavior. It is our job to rebuke that and cast it down. The Bible says that we are to cast down every imagination that exalts itself above the mind of Christ. Christ, at the end of the day, is our ultimate example. He was a carpenter. He was a, a humble man in every sense of the word. He was lowly. He wasn't a king. He wasn't at the top of the, 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 the hill. He wasn't the head of the Sanhedrin. He did not associate with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, which is like the religious elite of the day. He walked in humility and he taught his disciples how to do the same and how to walk in the power, his dunamis power. Once he left the earth, the power of the Holy Spirit, he endowed them with power to not just go about, you know, doing signs, wonders, and miracles and kingdom exploits, but to walk in holiness, to walk in humility. That takes power in the Holy Spirit. So let me, let me say that too as well. You in your own strength <laughs> are not able to walk in fuel, full humility, okay? Let me just say that. You need the Holy Ghost, okay? I need them. You need them. All of us need them, okay? The Word says the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. So don't ignore the check in your spirit when he is nudging you Something that you did or something that you said, 
That was a little bit haughty. That was a little bit prideful. That was harmful to someone else. Receive the correction. Embrace it. Repent. Ask him how to do better, what to do, how to rectify the situation. Because I'm telling you folks, it's time to make every crooked way straight the best you can. If you got an art with somebody, whether it be family member or friend or associate or what have you, make it right. And let me say this, you can forgive them and make it right. And that does not mean that you have to be around them. That does not mean that you have to continue to deal with that person. Father wants you to release it to him and let it go. And he would deal with with that other party, especially if they are in the wrong. He said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. So don't think that you have to put yourself in a situation where you have to deal with someone who wronged you, but you are to let go of that emotion, of that feeling of hurt or bitterness. So I pray this all blessed you. Um, you know, a word cuts the receiver before they give the word. So this word cut me <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, but yeah, I pray that you all are blessed and that this word bless you. Shalom.